Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Straight Up Missing. My name is Jocelyn. I'm the brunette. We've got Katie. She's the redhead. Hello. And we have Carla. She's the blonde. Hiya. Carla is coming at us with another Straight Up Missing person. Today, we are talking about, it's not funny, but her name's Laurel, and that was so close to being my name, and she's the same height and weight as me, essentially, and with blonde hair. Oh, it's like there's a whole thing. So Laurel Lee Rogers, she was 28 years old when she was last seen February 1st, 2010 at her home in the 1000 block of Horizon View Boulevard in Port Orange, Florida. So she was at home with her brother, John. They were in the house together, but he had gone into the backyard for a short time, somewhere between 520 and 6 o'clock PM. And when he came back inside the house, Laurel was gone. Okay. So her brother thought that Laurel had been like picked up by one of her friends, either from the house or from a nearby convenience store. Like apparently she would often just wait outside the store and get picked up by her friends there. At 6.43 p.m., one of Laurel's friends would get a suspicious phone call from Laurel's cell phone. But on the other end was a man named Jamal. And he, Jamal, had called this friend of Laurel's. Jamal said, allegedly, Laurel had left the two men, a man named Kenny and another man named Breezy. No information on Kenny or Breezy. Nothing. Just what Jamal, Jamal has said to us. Okay, this is like Britney Kilgore, like, I can't. So that's all we know about the call, except for the fact that the signal from from the phone showed that Laurel's phone was at that time in Newport Ritchie, Florida. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a pretty rough, this is a a pretty rough area. Three hours Southwest. It's the other end of the state. Like it's the other coast. So this would be the last activity from Laurel's phone. Police would release a photo from a surveillance tape showing Laurel at a local store believed to be the night she went missing. I don't know if it's that local, the nearby convenience store that was mentioned right. earlier, but mm-hmm. a local store, it shows a picture of her walking. This would be the last time that Laurel has ever been seen. And then the phone call was the last time any of the phone activity she's ever been heard from again. After the suspicious call from quote unquote Jamal, Laurel's phone would be turned off, but her mother Loretta still pays the bill and will often call a the phone and leave her voicemails it goes right to voicemail but she calls it just to hear her daughter's voice and she hopes that one day laurel will be able to hear the messages that she's left for her laurel suffers from severe fibromyalgia and lupus so because of this she was on like 10 different prescription medications Mm -hmm. to treat these along with the chronic pain seizures and kidney problems that she had due to to those conditions when she left the home, Laurel also left all of her prescription medication. No. And without it, unfortunately, she will eventually suffer multiple organ failure and would die. So she has not filled any of her prescriptions since she has gone missing and she did not take the medication with her. Yeah. See, that's what I was wondering is maybe somebody's trying to get access to all those meds, right. but if nobody's filled those prescriptions, then, you know, it's, it, it's almost an even worse sign. But it's interesting that you said that because unfortunately, Laurel did have a history of drug abuse and had been known to frequent Daytona Beach to use and sell prescription drugs. Yeah. So Loretta, her mom stated that when Laurel's prescription meds could not ease her chronic pain, she also would sometimes buy street drugs. Yeah, this is super common. Definitely. Laurel's doctors would be interviewed 
by the police and her disappearance to see if there's any correlation. And they also wanted to see because some of Laurel's friends also abused prescription drugs and law enforcement were looking into where these medications possibly had come from. Loretta has been reported saying that she blames the doctors for Laurel's drug problems and stating that she did witness Laurel being over-medicated at times, which Hell we yeah, know Loretta. is that's Absolutely. a real, oh, real thing. Such a real thing. At the time of Laurel's disappearance, she was on probation for a 2009 theft conviction. She had no prior criminal record and her probation period was scheduled to end in 2012. But because of this, she is classified as an absconder in addition to being a missing person. Gotcha. So it's just unfortunate. Definitely. You know. Yes. Since Laurel's disappearance, there's been no additional phone activity. Like we said, again, she has not filled any of her prescriptions, which she needs to live and unfortunately has not used her bank account. So we have no activity whatsoever. Loretta said that they were very close. The family was very close. They kept in regular contact. Her family feels that this is very uncharacteristic for Laurel to have gone so long without talking to her family and to leave without warning. Like there would have really been no reason. Right. They do feel that she likely left with a friend that night. All signs point to the fact that she intended to come home due to the fact of her leaving her medication there. So they feel like she had just gone with a friend and she had absolutely planned on returning home that night. Right. And something, some sort of foul play happened that made her not be able to come home. So she is believed to be at risk due to the state of her health. Laurel's family holds a vigil for her every year on the anniversary of her disappearance. Decorations for the vigil are usually purple since that was Laurel's favorite color. And the family will release purple balloons for Laurel um, every year. Reminds me of um, Susan Cox. Yeah. Since she has gone missing, Laurel has become an aunt. Her brother, John, had a daughter who he named after his missing sister. God, this is just, they just sound like a great family. And I'm just so sad for them. I know. Loretta is obviously still devastated. She misses Laurel terribly and holding a yearly vigil just seems to help her feel like she's doing something for her daughter. While the case is still actively being investigated and tips still come in regularly, Laurel's case remains unsolved. Now I do want to mention, even though it's kind of iffy information, but it's still interesting enough. There was a rumor that a man named James Maxwell may have had something to do with Laurel's disappearance, but this is not substantiated by the family or law enforcement. This is just speculation on the internet. But James Maxwell is an accused child rapist who lived a half a mile away from Laurel's home. Granted, Laurel wasn't a child, but just it's interesting. So in 2012, human remains were found in his backyard. And at first they thought maybe the remains were Laurel's, but they ended up not being. No, but they were of another grown woman's. Yeah. Maxwell's ex-girlfriend alleged that he often would boast about getting women he called hookers, but weren't necessarily hookers. It was just him being possibly derogatory towards women. Did he like to slap asses? Maybe Maybe you should call him Louis Perez. Exactly. But according to the ex-girlfriend, he also would often boast that there were many women's remains in his yard. What kind of, can you imagine the scenario you're going out on a date with a guy and he's like, oh yeah, I got a lot of girls just like you buried in my yard. Still a weird ass thing to boast about. It is. It is a weird coincidence. It's a weird coincidence. So another weird coincidence that the internet has brought up, which is, I feel it's a stretch. They also thought that his name was connected to the Jamal on Laurel's phone. As in, oh, sure. So 
James Maxwell, J-A yeah. for James, M-A for Maxwell, and then the last letter, L. At least That's seemingly has knowledge of who Laurel is. So it's not necessarily like with Brittany, a homeless man came upon right. her phone. He knows who he's talking about. Right. Exactly. Because he Weird. is telling them that she, oh, she left with Kenny and Breezy, whoever the hell they were. Kenny and Kenny and Easy Breezy Beautiful Cover Girl. Cover Girl. Laura Lee Rogers is described as a white female. She would be 40 years old at the time of this recording. When she disappeared, she was five foot seven, around 150 pounds, sandy blonde hair, and blue eyes. So she has pierced ears. She has scars on both wrists and several moles on her back. She has substantial bruising and scars on her arms and legs, which I am assuming are from her chronic pain. Laurel's nicknames are Lala. And low, according to the photo from the surveillance tape that she was last seen wearing a black hooded zip up G unit jacket, a gray or purple long sleeve shirt under a purple short sleeve shirt with a vertical white design on the front, light blue jeans, black sneakers with white trim, a gold 20 inch necklace with two rings on it and rings on all of her fingers. Apparently she always wore rings on all of her fingers. She loved Mm -hmm. it. She was also carrying a black nine West purse with silver trim and a magnetic snap closure. Anyone with information regarding the whereabouts of Laurel Rogers or the circumstances of her disappearance are encouraged to call the Port Orange Police Department at 386-756-7400. Okay, Benny's. Yeah. Okay, Benny's. All right, Quinny. All right, love you. Love you, Bye. Bye. Listen to Straight Up Evil.